everyone. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today we're going to be talking about My Contrary Mary by Cynthia Han, Brody Ashton, and Jody Meadows. Meadows, sorry. These are the same women who brought us uh, the Janies series. And this is the Mary's series, I guess. So My Contrary Mary, uh, it follows... Mary, Queen of Scots, let me just say, if you are a history buff, I loved Mary, Queen of Scots. Um, she's kind of like one of my favorite historical figures, so I was really excited to see this. And guess what? It takes place in the same universe as my Lady Jane. And I loved that. I love how we were brought back to the beginning of it all. I thought it was so amazing to read the story. And you know what? It was, it was, everything that was great about the Janie series is great still. I mean, these authors, they wrote this together, you know, follows um, three different characters. It follows Mary, obviously. It follows Frances. And it also follows... Nostradamus's daughter and I can't quite remember her first name but I thought it was so well done how the story breaks up into these three perspectives so you're really getting a wide scope and I love this about Nostradamus's daughter I mean it was so good she's of course Nostradamus's daughter so she's a seer she can see into the future there are so many references to pop culture. There's a reference to Rain, which was the CW show about Mary Queen of Scots. There's a reference to uh, the Tudors, a reference to Terminator. I mean, there are so many references that just made it so much more enjoyable. I loved the references. Those are moments where I just like cracked up the most because she has no idea what they mean. You know, seeing the future, and she's only getting glimpses. And the way that they're written, the way that their pop culture is introduced into the story, it fits. You know, the authors made sure that they worked so well to just draw in the reader, to draw in the pop culture without breaking. Um, I'm trying to think of the word for it. You're not... the. Here we go. The authors aren't creating a wall between the reader and the story. In fact, it's even more engaging. And so, like I said, it follows Mary, Queen of Scots. Uh, she is an Ethian. If you remember, or if you read the uh, My Lady Jane story, Ethians are shapeshifters. They can turn into one particular animal. And there's this whole, it's pretty much an illusion between Protestants versus Catholicism. You've got the Ethians and you've got the people who aren't Ethians, right? So that's what the illusion is. You know, Protestants against Catholics, Ethians against non-Ethians. That's how the story is kind of functioning. And... It's very humorous because Mary is an Ethian. In fact, her Ethian form is a mouse. Because, you know, 
that in history she's always deemed you know quiet like a mouse um and I like how she gets her happy ending you know historically her and Jane from My Lady Jane they did not get happy endings in real life but I like that they got happy endings you know Frances died very young in their marriage um they didn't really get to have the life together that they wanted and I loved their dynamic between Frances and Mary they're friends first and foremost and then they start to realize their romantic feelings with one another and they realize how dear the other one means to them. And I thought that that was such a beautiful moment for them, just as a history buff um, <laughs> and as a reader of the story, because these authors did the same thing with, um, you know, my lady Jane. Same world, same universe as that. In fact, Jane and her husband are here. They're referenced very near the end of the book. And it's great. And you see Catherine, you know, Queen Catherine de' Medici. She's not a good person. And historically, she was not a great person then either. So I really do think that the authors did such an amazing job bringing these historical figures to life while bringing to life their own interpretations of the story. There is also some LGBTQ representation as well with Nostradamus' daughter. She has these feelings. She's not quite sure what they mean for one of um, Mary's ladies-in-waiting, one of Mary's lady-in-waiting. And I think it's great that Mary and... They're all named Mary. They're the four Marys. <laughs> and they're all Ethians as well. And John Knox is here. And... Mary's mother is mentioned, and everyone is mentioned. That's what drove me to enjoy the story. How all of these historical figures, and how history is reinterpreted. How the authors decided to reinterpret history to bring the story to life. And it's so funny, too. It has a lot of serious moments, but there's this liveliness to it, this humor to it that just... I would just laugh when I was reading it, and it was so good. These authors are so good at bringing to life the humor in their historical retellings. They keep the momentum up. They keep the pacing up. They make sure that you as the reader are drawn into the story as much as you can be drawn into. They're making sure that you're able to connect to these characters as well. And that's what I enjoyed about the story. I loved how they work. I love how they work together to bring the story together. I love how there's just so much heart to the storytelling. I mean, you have to read it to really get it. It was just such a good novel. I all 
I loved it so much. I thought it worked so well. I thought it was engaging from beginning to end. If you are a history buff, I think you're going to like all the references to actual history because there are parts in the story, and this is, I think, is very clever. The authors do break that fourth wall, but it still doesn't take you out of the story. They reference actual history. They're like, of course this happened, but dear reader, we're not going to do that here. And it's so great because you're just like, all right, what are you going to do now, guys? What are you going to do now? It makes it creative. That's the word. It makes it creative. It makes it imaginative. And again, it doesn't take the reader out of the story. Because I can honestly tell you, I was in awe of this story. From beginning to end, I was just in awe. I loved it so, so much. I thought it was just one of the best things out there. It's definitely one of my top books of 2021. It's just so good. You know, gosh, it was it was an excellent novel. Absolutely excellent. I 100% recommend My Contrary Mary. I give it five stars. It doesn't deserve anything less. It's a remarkable, imaginative, creative, funny piece of work. And it just sucks you in and doesn't let you go. So this was My Contrary Mary by Cynthia Hand, Jody Meadows, and Brody Ashton. Go ahead and give it five stars. Highly recommend the book. If you're going to purchase it, please remember to purchase from your local bookseller or online book retailer. All I ask is that you try not to purchase off of Amazon and support your bookstores. Um, if money's tight, you know, just check it out from your local library. Libraries are a great resource for the community and definitely deserve the support. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast, sharing it with all your book-loving friends, and subscribing to it. You can also become a supporter on Anchor FM, my recording platform. Hope you all have a great rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.